Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, and here's your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show on 103.7 FM WKRM. We are brought to you by The Way Realty. Today, the bus is pulling up to the Boys and Girls Club of South Central Tennessee, formerly known as the Boys and Girls Club of Murray County. Um, we are going to be talking with our chief develop the chief development officer, Miss Lauren Laporte. Welcome, Lauren. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Hey, glad to ha- glad you're here. And we're going to be talking with board member and retiree, Miss Terry Smith. Welcome, Terry. Good morning, Jack. Um, I have been to know these ladies very well. I used to be um, affiliated with the affiliated with the Boys and Girls Club. Um, I was on the board starting around 2013 and left in 2017 with a whole year as the board chair. Wow, that was exciting. It was some good times. They were good times, and it was a, they were busy times too, Jack. Yeah, when I started, the club was only the, just um, I think Seventh Street. No, 8th Street and um, what's what's the other one, Lauren? Yeah, we had just opened Wayne Street in mm-hmm. 2013, so yeah. two sites back then. Yeah, two sites is all they had in 2013 when I joined. Um, had a lot of good people then. I remember Dr. Easlick Daniels. Um, some board members you still have on your board are, are there. Um, Mr. Bob Baisden. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Marshall came on the board when I was there. Um, you've got uh, currently your president of... Uh, the chairman of the board is Mr. Bruce Hull, right? Correct. Yeah, and you've got an extensive list of uh, board members here for the uh, Boys and Girls Club here locally. Um, let's talk a little bit about what the great, what are the great things you guys do for Murray County Public Schools. Um, if you don't know, the the Boys and Girls Club has sites at a majority of our uh, Murray County Public Schools um, from elementary all the way through high school. Lauren, do you have a, a list, or Terry, do you have a list of which schools those are? We have. They're all, all schools in Murray County um, are served by Boys and Girls Clubs of South Central Tennessee. Now, they're not all captive sites. We do have um, some of the schools are feeder sites. Uh, we have, I think, three elementary schools that feed into our Wayne Street location. And Lauren can correct me because I know I'm making a mistake here. And then we have the older kids, uh, the feeder site uh, for those schools are are um they come in from various schools and they're we have programming for them at our eighth street location and that's just across from murray county library and um, just behind first farmers bank that sits on the corner there so um you may you may see activity there lots of cars there in the afternoon um lots of kids there lots of things going on Hey, I'm remiss if I didn't back up here just a little bit and ask you this. Um, hey, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Terry? What What do you do? What I, I said you were retired. I believe you're yes. retired. Yes. And you've been on the board for a very long time, right? Six years. Okay. And um, it, I I laughingly tell them they're going to have to carry me out feet first. Um, I often counsel uh, people that are retiring. Uh, to find a cause, find something that they love, that they're passionate about. And uh, I didn't know that Boys and Girls Club was going to be that for me, but it touches my heart. Uh, The mission um, is critically important to me. I'm the oldest of seven children. My dad was killed in a car accident when I was 15, and my mom was uh, nine months pregnant with my younger sister. There are Birth order is there are three girls. We have three boys, and then the youngest is a girl. My three brothers had a very, very difficult time growing up. They eventually got to be okay, but with programs like Boys and Girls Club, had those programs been available for my brothers, their lives would have been significantly uh, transformed. It would have been much easier for them. And that's what we find with all kids. Um, The presence of caring adults in their life can really just be life-changing. Uh, so I can agree with that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's that's my history. And as a parent, I was a single mom um, and a sales rep for a number of years. And I did my work. I'd get in the car, maybe drive a couple of hours um, to do my work and get back in the car and drive home. Well, in the summertime, I would uh, I frequently had 
a knot in the pit of my stomach because my children were maybe too old for a babysitter, but left unsupervised. My son was off the charts. He was, he was difficult and my daughter was extremely responsible and she tried to, tried to be the authority figure and that does not work for siblings. So I got to the point where I actually took the kids. I would take turns taking them with me in the car. They'd go make sales calls with me. But that's not the ideal situation, and not every parent has that option. So um, the programs uh, programs like Boys and Girls Club, and specifically our Boys and Girls Club, um, addresses uh, the needs that families have, not just kids, but we address the needs that entire families have. We... Um, we can address that those summertime issues with programming that we have we have supervised programs that are fun that are in that are interactive that help address some of the learning loss issues that kids deal with um, we they get to interact you know, on a social basis and we have some kids that that have a lot of social issues so it's important for them and that happens all under um, the watchful eye of these caring adults uh, but also in the um, our after school programs are so critically important we have there's a phenomenon that's um kind of a productivity drain that happens at three o'clock in the afternoon. And that's when all parents are waiting to, for a text or a phone call from their kids to know so that they know their kids got home. And then from three to five, they're fielding those phone calls from the kids when siblings like my two uh, have conflict and uh, want you to intervene. And from a workplace, it makes it very difficult. But it also is difficult for an employer when you need the productivity that your employers provide and they're busy having to field family issues. And it's something that we all deal with. I can tell you're very passionate about I'm extremely this. passionate about this. I um, love that because I think when I joined the Boys and Girls Club, uh, board of Directors back in 2013, I heard an individual tell a story, and it was Mr. Andy Marshall. Yeah. And how he grew up with the club. It was then the Boys Club back then. Yes. In um, West Tennessee. And I was inspired with what happened in the room that day with all the kids and the signs. I think it was one of the, the, the luncheons, right, Lauren? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was just amazing. And I, I said, oh, I've got to do something with this. This is amazing. And I really, really enjoyed the five years I was on the, um, the board of directors. Miss Lauren, tell us a little bit about you. You were fairly new to the club when I came on board, right, in 2013? Yeah, that was my first year with the organization, and I've been here ever since. But I started out as an AmeriCorps VISTA doing a year of service. So I came I remember that, AmeriCorps VISTA, because at the board meetings, we used to have a table that was maybe, I, it wasn't very big. It was in this makeshift office mm -hmm. area, front lobby of the Boys and Girls Club. And Lauren was, a, let's say that again, AmeriCorps VISTA? Mm -hmm. Volunteer. Yeah. The VISTA program, Volunteers in Service to America. So I did, came in fresh out of college to do a year of service as the data specialist and volunteer manager. And then I did, ended up doing two years of service with the club to finish out their three-year VISTA project. And they were able to hire me from there and keep me on as the data and grants manager. Eventually, I remember those days, yeah. the resource development director. And then last year, I became the chief development officer. So I've been here for almost eight years now, I believe, and have been able to grow my responsibilities and grow as a person, of course. You have. You've and really uh, came up at the Gro Boys and Girls Club. And what I've watched over the years, plus now that I've gone, and you're now the chief development officer. That is so cool. That sounds like a really cool title, Chief Development Officer. Um, Got to love it. What do you do for the club in, in this role? Yeah, so I oversee all of our fundraising efforts. We have a three-person fundraising team, which is great to have that extra help. So we have someone who can oversee our event logistics and our corporate sponsorships and then someone else to support us in all of our fundraising efforts. But I manage all of our grants and our individual giving, our Be The One campaign when generous community members donate to the club. I manage all of that. And our social media and marketing falls under my umbrella as well. And the board's involvement in fundraising, of 
course, overseeing our events and anything we're doing fundraising wise. So I was talking about the growth of the club. You know, when I started, it was just two little locations. We were doing a lot for the for the youth in this county. Um, currently, now you're serving how many locations, Lauren? We have 14 locations now. So three of them are club-based, like Terry was talking about, where we transport the kids to a clubhouse after school. And then we have 11 school-based locations where our staff and our program is in the school before and after school. Well, it used to be of Murray County, and it's now South Central Tennessee. How many cities have you branched out to? Yeah, so one of those clubhouse locations that I was mentioning is the Pulaski Club down in Giles County. It was its own separate Boys and Girls Club, 501c3, 501c3 organization previously, but they struggled for a couple years and unfortunately had to close their doors in 2017 to kids and kind of cease operations, shut down the site, and we were able to partner with Boys and Girls Clubs of America and the Pulaski Clubs Board to open it back up as a unit under our umbrella And so we kind of merged operations there, acquired the Pulaski Club, and now it's running as one of our sites. So we're in two counties, hence the name change. We're more than just Murray County, and we're hoping to continue growing in the long term. It's such an amazing club with such amazing leadership here. I can't imagine doing nothing but growing. Um, I remember vaguely um, some of the things that were taking place in 2017 with um, Pulaski, and then I uh, drive served my term on the board and fell off the board. And then I think it was 2018 or so, then you guys um, managed to get Pulaski back up and running. Mm -hmm. And we've doubled the number of kids there that we've served in the last three years. So when we first started, I think the first day we only had one or two kids come in off the bus because it had been shut down for six months. And we had Mm -hmm. to pretty much start from scratch and get all the kids back. But our first year, 2018, we served 50 kids. And then in 2019, we served almost 120 kids. So you can see... We're working to grow it back up to what it was before, and we knew that kids in Giles County needed that service to continue and not lose their Boys and Girls Club completely. When when you say about serving the kids, that reminds me of the speech that Andy gave, because he said without the club back in his day was Boys Club in West Tennessee, he said he probably would not be where he is today. And if you don't know Mr. Andy Marshall, he is the CEO and owner of Puckett's Restaurant. Um, he now has restaurants all across Middle Tennessee, including Knoxville. Um, well, actually Gatlinburg, right? right up in Gatlinburg, yeah. Pigeon Forge. Pigeon Forge, um, down in Chattanooga, Nashville, Columbia, Franklin, Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro. Um, and he's such a great person. He's been part of our community. He doesn't live here, but he treats us like family here in this community. Um, he helps out with blood assurance, with the Boys and Girls Club. He's still on the board, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, you can't get a better person. And his story was so inspiring that I spent five years on the board. Exactly. The pay was great. I know. I know. know. It was smiles and hugs and and everything else that comes with watching some young student be happy and be fulfilled with with the the things that we were doing. You mentioned one of our other board members a little while ago, Bob Baisden. Bob likes to say, um, give until it feels good. And that's what happens with me consistently and has for the last six years. Um, it's, this is just such a part of my life and is for, for most of us. Lauren said a couple of things that, that made me, um, I, I wanted to jump in in my role as um, head cheerleader. You're the head cheerleader? For the Boys and Girls Club, I am. All yeah, right. Terry's our board volunteer who should basically be considered an employee, if, in case you all haven't noticed yet, how passionate she is and how great she is at cheerleading and speaking about the club. We're going to add a few more zeros to your paycheck. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I used to like to say. Exactly. But what uh, what I wanted to mention when Lauren was talking about um, uh, our uh, taking over the Boys and Girls Club in uh, Giles County was that... Uh, Boys and Girls Club of America actually came to us and asked us if we would get involved and take that club over. The Boys and Girls Clubs of South Central Tennessee, formerly Boys and Girls Clubs of Murray County, is known to Boys and Girls Clubs of America for a couple of reasons. Lauren talked about her position as data uh, collections manager. Our Boys and Girls Club of Murray County won a national award for our data collection and usage. What that means is that we know in 
in a general way, um, if, in terms of the statistics, who our families are, what their circumstances are. Um, we know how well um, our members progress in terms of improvement um, in grade level learning. We know if they've improved three months or six months in their reading abilities. Um, we have programs for um, for tutoring and homework help and so forth. But that's one of the awards that we've earned. And and Boys and Girls Clubs of Murray County has, or, and South, South Central Tennessee has earned a number of national awards from Boys and Girls Club of America. In 2019, mm-hmm. I think I'm right, Lauren, uh, our club won a national award for having the best academic case management program in the United States. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, it's pretty... 4,000 clubs. Yes. We have the best education program. That's my applause. It's not very good because I got those stitches on the hand, but... Well, and I laughingly say that... When I first started on the board, we used to go to we used to go to regional and national events. And um, when Boys and Girls Club of Murray County was who's, when our name was called, people would say Murray County. Who is that? Now they say Murray County. Where are they? <laughs> so we've really made quite a quite a name for ourselves nationally, and that's something that's extremely important for me uh, to communicate to. Um, the listeners and the people that that are involved in uh, Murray County School Districts to understand really the partnership that we offer to the school district. Yeah, there's so many good things going on at the Boys and Girls Club, especially in Murray County Public Schools. Um, the services they provide are more like a after school, right? You guys are available after school for children. And yeah, it's, it, until 6 p.m. every day. Until 6 p.m. And before school, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what time do you start in the morning? 6 a.m. until the school bell rings. All right. And that's, what, like 7.45 or something like that for most mm-hmm. schools, elementary schools? Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. And and we're in majority of our schools. I can only think of one that I know you're not in. That was Spring Hill Middle School. Yeah, we've run a program at Spring Hill Middle the last couple of years when they added Battle Creek Middle and the student body split off. Our number was really low there. And so we'll reopen the program again next school year and see how many folks are interested. So Spring Hill Middle families definitely sign up if you want to see an after school program in the school. We would love to keep running that site and make sure we're serving all schools in the district. So when, when, for instance, if I'm just getting out of school at 2.30 and I'm going to be hanging out at the club, um, what would I do on an average day? Do I get food? Because, you know, when I got out of school, when I was a young man, I mean, I wanted to eat. Mm-hmm. I Kids mean, I did, come to it, was, hungry. it seemed like lunch was at 9 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. And it was actually more like 11, but it seemed like it was really early in the day. Yeah, so they get a healthy snack when they get to us. We partner with the school district at some of our sites to use the school district's feeding program and get snacks for the kids that we can serve them after school. And then we buy snacks for all the rest of the schools where we don't have that food program. So we give them a healthy snack. We give them some physical fitness time, not only to, of course, promote healthy lifestyles for them and make sure the kids are understanding the importance of staying active, but also to let them get some of that energy out after the school day. And then once they get their snack and get some movement in, we go into homework help. So that's where, like Terry was saying, we're really a partner for the district and we want to be there to help your schools and help your students succeed. So our staff and our tutors who are certified teachers are helping the kids with their homework. The tutors are doing more intensive support, tutoring one-on-one or in small groups with the kids that need extra help. And so we have an hour of homework help every day. And then after that, We go into one of our impact programs, either teaching them nutrition education as part of our our healthy lifestyles program or doing community service projects, teaching them the importance of voting and being an engaged citizen, giving back to the community as part of our good character and citizenship. Hey, I remember that when I was chair of that for about five years, four years. Um, Hey, we're going to talk a little bit more about um, the programs you guys are offering. You mentioned some of the ones on my list here, Um, but we have to take a short break, so... Keep that fresh in mind. We are with the Boys and Girls Club of South Central Tennessee on the Big Yellow School Bus, brought to you by The Way Realty. We'll be right back. 
Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show on 103.7 FM WKRM, brought to you by The Way Realty. We are here with the Boys and Girls Clubs of South Central Tennessee, Miss Lauren Laporte, the Chief Development Officer, and Miss Terry Smith, a very passionate board member who is retired in the community. Thanks for being here, ladies. Thank you. Thanks, um, Jack. Let's talk a little bit about some of the programs I've got some notes here for. Um, first one on my list is the DHS Essential Worker Child Care Program Extension. That's right. So real quick, we do have membership fees associated with our program, but they are on a sliding scale. So families only pay what they can afford to pay. We offer financial aid and scholarships to pretty much anyone who requests it. Our directors are going to meet with that family one-on-one and figure out a fee that works for them. So we never want families to think they can't afford our program and don't even try to apply to send their kids. But over I the- sent my grandkids. I remember I just paid it for my daughter because she didn't have much money. I was like, I'll pay it. Over the past year, we've been really fortunate and partnered with the state's Department of Human Services to provide free childcare to the children of essential workers during the COVID-19 pandemic. You did it at uh, Baker Elementary, Yeah, we opened up when the schools shut down, everything shut down last year. We we took a couple weeks to redesign our program and put all the COVID safety protocols in place before reopening at Baker initially so that the Murray Regional employees could keep Mm -hmm. working and have somewhere to send their kids. And then we opened it up to all essential workers through this DHS partnership. And so that makes all of our programs free to the children of essential workers. And then the state is reimbursing us for those kids so that the families don't have to pay the fees. That was a really big deal because so many people were having a hard time getting to work Mm -hmm. that were essential because of the, um, the pandemic and not being able to have a daycare Mm -hmm. anymore. And we thought that program was going to end last week on March 31st, but with the new American rescue act, more funding came out for emergency child care, and so the state was able to extend our contract. So now oh, we're going to cool. keep yeah. providing that free service through the end of August of this year with one caveat that in order to participate in the program for free through the summer and into the month of August, kids have to be enrolled by the end of this month, April 30th, and actively attending the club. So any parents, club families out there, if you want to take advantage of that free Program, of course, our summer will be program will be open to everyone this summer. But if you want to be on the essential worker program and get free child care, we need you to enroll your kid and send them to the club at least once this month because we won't be able to add any new members. After How would they contact you the if 30th. they are interested in doing this? Do you have a, a number or a website you'd like them to know yeah, about? Yeah, you can call us and ask to ask about it at 931-490-9401. And you can also visit our website, which is now BGCSCTN for SouthCentralTennessee.org. And you'll see the enroll button right on the homepage. And when you click that, it'll take you to more information and the link to apply. And the deadline is the end of this month? This month to get on the free child care program and make sure you're going to get that free child care all summer. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening and you're interested and you qualify for the essential worker program, you need to contact the Boys and Girls Club 490-9401 or visit them at BGCSCTN. Dot org. Mm-hmm. Very important because the, the I believe once the deadline is up, you'll no longer be eligible. So if you want to get in, in on this, I, I highly recommend contacting the Boys and Girls Club of mm-hmm. South Central Tennessee. Thanks, Lauren, for that one. That's, that's a really good to know. That program was pretty awesome at Baker. I remember um, talking about it with everybody, and I was on the COVID. I'm on, currently on, but it's a little bit slower now, spring break currently. Um, this will air on Saturday and Sunday uh, at the end of spring break. Um, COVID response team. So we were always looking at everything. There was no playbook. So everything we did was, okay, let's figure it out. Let's make it happen. Let's make it work. Let's try to keep these kids in school. And Boys and Girls Club has been with us every step of the way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we're one of the very um, few um, districts in the co- country that managed to stay open this entire school year. You know, we had our hiccups and ups and downs, 
But the Boys and Girls Club of South Central Tennessee was right there with us every step of the way. Um, anything else on the essential worker program you'd like to share? I don't think so. And just the essential worker definition includes everyone in the included in the governor's executive order from okay. last year. So yeah. it's more than just healthcare professionals, right. but anyone considered an essential worker. And what did you call the act that was just that allowed you to get more money? Is the American Rescue Act? Is that what the relief package that just came out was called? I don't know what the title of it was, but it was the I new, think that's what it's you the said, new federal Rescue program. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's. Um, I have one little. Yeah, go ahead. One little caveat Tara. in that um, essential worker program and the programming that we did for the uh, essential worker kids, um, we pivoted. We we absolutely pivoted and turned over our programming and did that in a really, really quick manner. Mm-hmm. We were actually the first Boys and Girls Club in the state of Tennessee to actually reopen mm-hmm. after COVID restrictions shut everything down. And we worked hand-in-hand hand with uh, Murray Regional and with Murray County Public Schools to develop our COVID protocol. And we were actually one of the very first... Um, very first organizations to have uh, a really specific COVID protocol. That is pretty amazing what happened. Yeah, um, yeah it was. You know, since I was working at the school district and I was, uh, I had part privy to communications yeah. going on and everything happened so fast, yeah. mm-hmm. so efficiently. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I was just shocked that we did it in the, the short period of time that we did it as just a matter of weeks, two, weeks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, two or three it, weeks yeah. to get all those new protocol in place, yeah. train our staff, yeah. get the site yep. staffed up, make sure we were going to have food for the kids yep. through the school district's food program. I, I believe um, uh, Delt Kennedy even did some announcements about that um, at the time. Uh, I believe yeah. he had the radio station then. Our, our, our tech guy says he thinks so. Um, <laughs> so let's move on to our my next um, subject. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Hispanic youth outreach and the opportunity for bilingual staff hiring. Ms. Terry. This is a pet pro- uh, project of mine. Uh, a couple of, two or three years ago, I reached out to some local um, Hispanic business leaders and approached them with the idea of doing outreach into the Hispanic community. We know that by the numbers, um, Murray County Public Schools has uh, serves about uh, a little over 13,000 kids. Mm-hmm. We know specifically by the numbers that, and these are Murray County Public Schools numbers, that about Almost 13% of that student population are Hispanic. We know that Boys and Girls Club serves only about 3% of our population is Hispanic. So what we understood was that we had an underserved population. Right. 10% about. Yeah. Well, and what what we also understood is that as parents, um, kids come home from school and they need help with their homework. If you're a child learning in English in a classroom in Middle Tennessee and you go home and your parents don't speak English, that's a real disconnect for those kids. And it leaves potentially a huge gap where we have the potential to lose almost 2,000 kids. We have, there are just under 1,700 Hispanic kids in Murray County School District. And this is, this is, the school district's numbers. Yeah, and you know, since mm-hmm. I'm on board in the communications yes. department, um, I do a lot of the all calls out, and we have now partnered with a, a person in our office who's bilingual, and we will do yep. a English-Spanish version. I'll speak the English version first, yep. and she will speak the Spanish version. And then if we use the computer-aided software to do it, yeah. it'll, it'll, it'll do it for us. But if, whenever we do a live uh, all call to the parents, Yes. Something important, I'll get um, both of us in the room and we'll record so both can understand. Yeah. So you're addressing that population as well. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's vital because um, when yes. I first came on board, that wasn't part of the protocol. Right. And I seen the Spanish translation button there and I said, hey, that's pretty cool. Exactly. And I wasn't going to actually speak, so I started using it and it yes. caught on. And then a couple times I just did myself talking and I don't know Spanish. Right. So I couldn't say, and in Espanol, yes. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. So exactly. I didn't say it, and then I got complaints. Well, hang on, you've been sending us stuff with the computer voice in Spanish. How come you're right. not sending us stuff when you talk in Spanish? So 
we came with a workaround. That's awesome. I mean, that's, that's a creative solution. And what we determined was this in late in 2020, I approached the same business leader. Um, this is Luis Lugo who owns Don Pepe's restaurant. I approached Luis again and he, um, met with us. He wanted to hear specifics about what Boys and Girls Club did, how the programs work. He didn't want to reach out to his community if he wasn't comfortable with what we did and how we did it. Um, We put together an ad hoc committee, and what we're doing is we are translating um, our literature, our parent brochure, we're translating our application for membership, our financial aid application, and we will be translating our parent our uh, parent handbook as well into Spanish. We're working also, the next step of that is we have to have our infrastructure in place before we roll the programs out. We need bilingual employees. So... <clears throat> If anyone listening today knows knows someone who's bilingual and is interested in investigating the employment opportunities at the Boys and Girls Club, and this is an opportunity to really, again, change lives. We can completely change the trajectory of the lives of these Spanish-speaking students. Those kids are every bit as smart as everybody else's kid. But if we don't give them the tools that they need to perform in school, we'll never know that. Um, what I, I was thinking about an analogy, and I thought this morning, and I thought, you know, if you were a carpenter or a builder and you didn't have a power saw, your performance would be extremely limited in what you could accomplish. Yeah, hand saw doesn't do a whole no. lot. And what we're asking these Hispanic kids to do is to, to build a mansion with a handsaw. So we, we need those Hispanic, the, the Spanish-speaking and bilingual employees. We need to um, be able to explain things when it might be beneficial for, for the child to understand more in Spanish uh, and teach them in English and to talk to parents in their language uh, so that, that we have full communication. So that's where we're, we're headed with this program. And um, the, the next step will be outreach into the community to get those kids enrolled and, and uh, coming to the club. Excellent idea. I really like the expansion and uh, getting the yeah. um, Hispanic youth outreach. Um, if you're interested, you can contact the Boys and Girls Club of South Central Tennessee right here in Columbia at 490-9401, or you can go online to bgcsctn.org. And these will be um, – basically, if you just use Yahoo or Google search or something, type in Boys and Girls Club of Murray County or something like that, you're going to find – the club online fairly easily. Um, we also are, we also have a Facebook presence too, Jack. Facebook, yes. Yeah, we're on Facebook. Again, search for Boys and Girls Club. And Instagram. Locally. And Instagram. We're on Instagram. Excellent. Um, you're also doing some hiring right now, is that correct? Yeah. Other hiring other than just a bilingual yeah. staff hiring. We're also hiring for bus drivers to help us drive the kids from their schools to our clubhouses after school. The district buses some of the kids for us, and then we also run our own bus route after school. Our chief operations officer, Josh Campbell, is currently our bus driver, and we're looking for additional drivers to get our COO well, off the bus. That's a lot of job responsibility. Every chief operating afternoon. officer and bus driver? Yep, mm. yep. So we're looking for more bus drivers. And Murray County Public Schools was in that dilemma. Um, most of the mm-hmm. first part of the year where we didn't have enough bus drivers, and thankfully some people stepped forward that um, had been bus drivers and came on board and alleviated some of the stress we were having. And it's something that you have to have a, um, a special yeah, we license. we need the CDL license certified bus drivers to drive our school buses, and we pay $20 an hour for that. It's about... 2 p.m. to 4.30 every day after school when the kids are in school, and then some extra hours during weeks like this week when they're on spring well, break. That doesn't and sound too bad. 50 bucks a day trips. maybe to drive yeah. bus around and, and help out some kids. Were you going to say something, Coach? I was just going to confirm that, that, that it's called CDL. CDL, yeah. This is Coach Lyle. He is our tech here at the uh, radio station in the studio today. 
the S endorsement is considered a school endorsement, but that allows you to drive a school bus type. And then the class B is the size mm -hmm. of the bus, anything above 26,000. Excellent. And then all Here's of our employees, including the drivers, get free childcare so they can send their kids to the club for free. So Excellent. that's another perk of the job. Yeah. That Terry? Way, that way anybody interested knows exactly what they need mm -hmm. to ask for. Right. I have a little interesting piece of trivia. My husband retired from his career, and he now drives a bus for Murray County Public Schools. Excellent. And he Excellent. loves it. He loves it. You know, a lot of people I worked with in my uh, earlier career are now bus drivers because they're retired, and they actually just have, think that's great. I have a friend that has his own insurance agent. He loves kids so much that he goes in the early in the morning and picks kids up, goes to work during the day, and then at the end of the day goes back and takes them home. And he lives in Spring Hill, and he drives around out there. He just loves that yeah. kind of stuff. I mean, he thinks that there's something really special about seeing all those faces and cheering them up and smiling to them. Um, you can actually be a big part of their life as a bus driver because they're happy to see you, number one. They're getting to go to their school, which sometimes is a safe place. And number two, yes. you're taking them home, which is they, where they want to be right after school. Most kids are wanting to be there all the time. Um, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about um, remote learning um, next. Um, so if you're looking for a part-time job that pays fairly decent, Boys and Girls Club is looking for bus drivers. Yep. We do have safety protocols in place on the buses as well to protect your health. So we have our kids wearing their masks on the bus. We have a seating chart so we know they know who sits where in case someone was exposed to COVID. We can quarantine appropriately. And they're also, we're trying to spread them out as much as we can, of course. Excellent. Excellent. Now, when I was in the club, we were always looking for buses. You guys got enough buses now? We got a new one. Yep. Oh, Terry says bus. we got we a new one. We've seen our new bus with our new name rolling around town every afternoon. I haven't seen it yet, but I look forward to seeing it. Where is it parked at, Wayne? Yeah, all of our buses are parked behind our Wayne Street facility. Okay. I might just have to cruise over and check, cruise over and check out that new bus. We, we were always looking for funds to buy buses at the club because we had buses that seemed to need a lot of maintenance because mm -hmm. um, they were older. Um, you know, talk about funding. Um, it takes a lot of money to run the Boys and Girls Club, especially with the expansion and so many different mm -hmm. um, facilities you, you guys are in now. What is a, an annual budget for a club this size now? I remember when I started, we were a few hundred thousand, mm -hmm. right? And that was yeah. back in 2013. And we thought that was a lot of money. It then when I, when I got, yeah, it was. And then when I was um, board chair and in 2017, my last year on the board, we reached a new plateau as far as funds needed to operate. And can you share with the public what the uh, operating budget may be for a, a club of this magnitude? It's public information. I mean, it, it's, it's filed on our, I think it's seven, our, whatever the forms are that we're required to force right. to, to file. So it is public information, but it's around $2 million. Yeah. It's that's how much it costs to serve 1200 kids a year now yeah. with all of those locations. And wow. so we're trying to fundraise and make sure that we, I think, uh, I think in the year I was talking about, we hit a million to mm -hmm. operate yep. budget and now you're up in the $2 million range to be able to successfully run the boys and girls club of uh, South central Tennessee. Mm -hmm. What I, what I want our listeners to understand too is that we work really hard to find grant money mm -hmm. and we're very successful at uh, at writing grants and these are these are federal foundations um whatever um we talked about Andy Marshall earlier who serves on the um he serves on the board of the Predators Foundation mm -hmm. and we have re received Predators grant funds four years, many anyway. years now, many years. <laughs> and That's the, cool. the Predators Foundation have actually told Andy after they became aware that he was on our board too that they wish everybody could write grants like we do. What's the I mean, um, we're extremely good at it. What's the mascot? He came down to that our Nash. Wayne Center, Nash came to the, the Wayne Center, mm -hmm. I think he it was did. 2015. Yeah. He came down, and we had uh, one of the buses decorated. Yep. Yep. That was one of the grant years. We got a Predators bus. They've redone our computer labs, our gym in the teen center. We're currently working on building playgrounds at our clubs with help from the Predators. 
But so, out of that $2 million budget, about a third of it is our membership fee. So yeah. we're trying to raise over a million dollars every year from wow. our events if, and grants. So one and, of the biggest ways you can help out the Boys and Girls Club of South Central Tennessee is to become a donor. donor. Mm-hmm. I mean, they make it so easy. You can fill out a form and they'll take out, um, say you get paid every week, 10 bucks a week. Mm-hmm. And that's that'll make the difference. If everybody around here would do that, that'd be a great thing. Well, I'm being signaled it's time for a break. We will be back after these messages from our sponsors with the Boys and Girls Club of South Central Tennessee, Lauren LaPorte and Terry Smith. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show on 103.7 FM WKRM, brought to you by The Way Realty. We are here with the Boys and Girls Club of South Central Tennessee's Lauren Laporte, who is the Chief Development Officer, and retiree Terry Smith, who is a five- or six-year board member now. Terry was on the board when I started there. Um, kudos to you, Terry, and your passion for everything you do. You were passionate back then, and and I just you kind of make me remiss miss you kind of make me miss some of this because I was very passionate after I joined the board. So let's talk a little about um, remote learning uh, support programs, COVID nineteen learning losses, um, even the Haslam Foundation's tutoring course and the BGC summer program enrollment because we are having. Star Summer School at Murray County Public Schools. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned remote learning, and we talked a little bit earlier about how our school district has fought hard to remain open all year with some pivots to remote. So we've been, since the school year started, offering a remote learning support program, whether it's for the kids whose families chose to enroll in a remote or virtual school for the school year, or whenever a school had to temporary shut down for two weeks due to COVID numbers, we opened up more spots for the kids from that school, or even if the entire district had to pivot to remote, we at that point expanded our program. So we're in person at multiple sites when the whole district was remote, but our staff and our tutors are helping the kids, providing academic instruction every day, making sure they have a device, and we're providing them with high-speed internet access, of course, daily meals free of cost to the family through, again, the district's feeding program. But like I said, just making sure that the kids are staying on track, they're connecting with their teachers, finishing their assignments. We can reach out to the teachers and make sure the kids are doing what they're supposed to be doing in class and trying to help everybody succeed through this school year that has been a new experience for all of us. There's no playbook. Yeah. So everything, every organization's done, Boys and Girls Club, Murray County Public Schools, um, any educational institution in this county, they've all had to just figure it out mm-hmm. and proceed forward the best way they could. Yeah, so instead of just operating after school, which is primarily the bread and butter of our program is being an after school program, but we've been open all day, every day of this school year with that remote learning support. Absolutely. So it's been a lot more staff hours than what we normally budget for. So again, donations are greatly appreciated, but Mm -hmm. pretty much since we reopened in April of 2020, we've been open all day, every day for kids in one way or another. That is amazing. And, and, you know, everybody has stepped up during this pandemic to make a difference for the the children of this County, um, boys and girls club and Mary County public schools. The, um, summer enrollment program, when is that taking place? Is it already opened? Yeah, we haven't opened our summer enrollment yet. We're finalizing that now and about to get the application out there. We are working with the school district and their Yeah, same with our Star Summer Star camps. program. We've got like a survey out there, mm-hmm. an interest survey. If you fill it out, you fill out some information and somebody should contact you. And then they're going to start enrolling. And we're going to have plenty of um, space and, and locations for our, our Star Summer program. Um, STAR, Summer Camps is what it's called. And STAR stands for Super Thinker and Reader. You know, and that's one way to combat the learning loss is to to attend some school this summer. It's only a, a month long, and it really, really will make a difference as you go into the next grade level. 
Yeah, we're still trying to shape our summer program around that. And so we might be providing some form of after school care during the summer for kids who are in the star summer camps. And then at other locations, we might be open all day, more traditional summer for the kids who aren't participating in that. So we're still finalizing all of that before we can put up our summer enrollment. But this summer is going to be really critical for our kids and combating all of the learning loss they've seen over the last year. They missed two months of school last year when the schools closed and our clubs were closed as well. So we weren't able to help them during that time until we reopened, but we did summer tutoring last year with the Haslam foundations, Tennessee tutoring core. And that program is going to expand this year. So we'll have college students tutoring our kids one-on-one or in small groups through the summer. And we're assessing them at the beginning and end of summer and reading and math to see if they improve their knowledge. But there's been some really shocking statistics and research that came out late last year looking at because of the time that kids missed last spring and then not all schools across the country being back in person, of course, or the pivots to remote where the kids aren't consistently 100% in person in school. But they've found that 40% of first grade students and 35% of second grade students nationally through the research that's been done they're significantly at risk of needing intensive intervention. And so that is a big increase over 27% and 29% for those groups in the previous year. So we're going to be doing the summer tutoring program. We Our summer program is always educational with fun, hands-on learning programs for the kids like summer brain gain or environmental education in our ultimate journey program. We're always wanting them to have fun, but also learn and keep their minds active during the summer. So we're going to be working really hard to combat that learning loss that the kids are experiencing. That's awesome. And you partner that with the star summer camps that Murray County Public Schools is offering. There's a lot of opportunity to, to make up some of that learning loss. Um, I wanted to mention while I was on the, the idea of what's going on in summer, currently we have out-of-zone forms available at Mary County Public Schools. So if you, with the zoning changing a, a bit because of uh, one of our schools shutting down, uh, McDowell Elementary will not be open next year, uh, rezoning. And we also have registration starting Monday, April 12th, for our pre-K programs and our kindergarten programs. Pre-K, you will pick up a, a uh, application at all locations that have pre-K. I don't have that list in front of me, but it's available at murrayk12.org. And kindergarten registration will all be done online. You can either be an existing user for the school district or a new user and sign up online to register your um, student for kindergarten. Um, these have been asked for quite a few times. So I thought it would be good to uh, mention them. You know, and when you were talking about at a district, one of the things that it reminded me of is that there is no residency requirement for Boys and Girls Club either. Um, if, uh, if grandchildren are staying with grandparents over the summer, they're more than welcome. Right. I mean, they're more than welcome to participate. Um, and it requires, again, applications and so forth. But uh, That's cool. There's, no, there's so no district requirement. A lot of people do like to go to their grandparents for the summer or their aunt and uncles or something for the summer um, because their parents still work full time. Um, so that's a great idea that if you want to enhance their learning through the summer, you could actually do that in there's no residency requirement. No. We do a lot of STEM and STEAM stuff, too. That's really fun for the kids. I love STEM, yeah. science, technology, yeah. engineering, and mathematics. And then yeah. you do the STEAM and you add a little arts to it. Yeah, exactly. And I, I haven't figured out the exact uh, wording I want to say, but I've got a, uh, I've got a slogan coming soon <laughs> on that. Um, so let's talk about... Um, what is a great need right now um, for volunteers? I know when I was in the club on the board of directors, we had this large network of volunteers, and which included many of the board members. Yeah, yeah we are actively recruiting for volunteers right now, especially to help the kids with their homework or sit down and read a book with a child to help them make sure they're catching up in their reading and all of that good stuff. But it slowed our volunteering slowed down a bit during COVID when it first hit and we were trying to limit our groups to no more than 10 people and make sure that one group didn't interact with the other in case of exposure. But we are allowing volunteers back into the building now that we know we can keep them safe and healthy. So we have daily temperature screenings of all kids, employees, volunteers every day when they come in, we're all completing screening questions to make sure we're all being safe and taking care of each other and 
wearing masks in the facility, kids, staff. We have a mask mandate in our building. So as a volunteer, you'd definitely be kept safe. Even if you're sitting next to a child, we're trying to limit that risk for our volunteers, but we definitely Excellent. need them to help the kids with their homework. If you're interested in volunteering, you can call 490-9401, or you can visit BG at bgcsctn.org and sign up. Or you can stop by the club. Can they still stop by the club on yeah, West 8th Street visit us across our, from the public library. Our administrative offices are around the backside of our 8th Street location. So okay. make sure you come and park around back between us and the church. Well, I'm getting the signal from Coach Lyle that um, we only have a couple minutes left. So uh, traditionally, I like to do shout outs on the show. So, Miss Terry, can you give us a brief shout out to somebody? I can. And this one's unexpected. I want a shout out to George Vrelis. He's ah. your. Did you sponsor yeah, of this yeah spot. he's our sponsor he's of the show. He's a sponsor of this spot. But what I want the listeners to know is that George is a George is a big supporter of the Boys and Girls Club and the the value added of the Boys and Girls Club of South Central Tennessee to your community community is immeasurable. Um, there's we have a statistic that says for every dollar donated to Boys and Girls Club, it returns $9.60 to the community. So thanks George. Awesome, Terry. That's a great shout out. You hear that, George? We're talking about you on your show. Miss Lauren. Hi. Well, Terry stole mine. I was going to thank George as well and The Way Realty. We've had a partnership with them and they've been dedicated supporters for years and we will continue to partner with them. But I will just give a shout out to our amazing Boys and Girls Club staff who have come in every day to make sure that these kids have the support they need the kids have a safe place to go and interact with their friends so they're not feeling isolated they have caring adults showing up and showing that they believe in them and want to see them succeed and so our staff during this pandemic has been outstanding well i'm gonna cut short of my shout out will be to the club for all you do for the community and for helping Murray County Public Schools. Well, that's our time for today. We thank you for joining us on the Big Yellow School Bus. We were here with Lauren Laporte, uh, the Chief Development Officer, and Terry Smith, board member from the Boys and Girls Club of South Central Tennessee. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus every Saturday morning at 9 a.m., Sundays at 7 p.m., and Mondays at 4 p.m. to hear more about what's going on at Murray County Public Schools right here on WKRM, 103.7 FM and 1340 AM.